I'm Kevin Gale, voice of the Crusaders, and this is Seder Stories, the official podcast of Holy Cross Athletics, presented by UMass Memorial Health. On this episode, we continue our Crusader coaching profiles with Holy Cross baseball head coach, Ed Kohovec. Coach Kohovec is entering his fifth season as head coach and eighth year on the Crusader coaching staff. He's been part of a Patriot League title run, an NCAA tournament appearance, and He's coached a pair of MLB draft picks. It's great to have him here on the pod. Coach, happy holidays and welcome to Seder Stories. Thanks, Kevin. Same to you. And uh, fired up to be here with you. Excited to, to get into it a little bit. It's always great to talk baseball with you. I know nobody's thinking about baseball quite yet. We do have the MLB winter meetings going on. Maybe the Red Sox will make a little move. Some people listening will be excited to hear about that. But let's focus on your team. What do the next couple weeks look like before those games really sneak up in February? Yeah, they sure do. So this is a time of year. Um, you know, we just wrapped up with our guys with our skill instruction segment on on Monday, December 4th. And you know, now it's a lot of reflection on the fall season and evaluating, you know, how far we've come in just these last three months of the fall. And also it's a lot of operational stuff in preparation for the season. You know, in addition to all the things you'd assume with scouting reports and video analysis and preparation for the teams from a competitive standpoint, it's a lot, also a lot of travel arrangements, you know, setting up meals and stuff like that. So it's a lot of operational stuff in preparation because we do travel quite a bit. You know, the first five weekends of the season are on the road. Nine out of our 12 are on the road. So as you can imagine, there's a lot of, uh, you know, operational legwork that goes into that. Yeah, schools in the Northeast really have to live on the road early in the season. And on top of all that, you're just constantly recruiting. It's the lifeblood of every program in college baseball, college sports at large. Back in November, your incoming class was actually named one of 11 under-the-radar classes highlighted by Baseball America. What do you think makes these incoming freshmen so impactful? Oh, they're, they're a tremendous bunch. From a recruiting standpoint, you're, you're spot on. It's the lifeblood, and it never stops. Very excited about our recruiting class for the freshmen on campus this year. I think what sets these guys apart is – you know, their athleticism and they're a lot of them are going to be plug and play guys where they're going to have an opportunity to be impact guys right out of the gate, which is not easy to do at this level, especially when we have a bunch of sophomores and juniors who have been playing pretty regularly for the last couple of years. So it's going to be ultra competitive. It has been ultra competitive. You know, and these guys, you know, have the right mindset. They're excited to compete for playing time early on. And it's really collectively addressed our depth, especially from a position player standpoint. So I think it's going to be an exciting, exciting group to follow for the next four years. Yeah. And it's been exciting the last couple of years, so much young talent on your squad. They're playing right away. Sam Tinkham is your assistant coach and recruiting coordinator. What have you done together or at least since Sam joined the staff back in 2021 to really boost your recruiting profile at Holy Cross? Yeah, Sam's done a great job. Coach Tinkham is, I, I truly believe, one of the best recruiting coordinators in the entire country. He and I worked very, very well together with, in terms of our evaluation of players. And just as important as evaluation is, and if not more important, is, is figuring out where to go and what hotbeds and pockets to recruit from from all over the country. So, you know, one thing that we've identified together is we want to go after the absolute best talent in New England. And that if we, you know, we'll get some guys. Will not get some guys, and but the guys we get from locally are going to be the best players in New England. And then after that, we're going to expand our reach nationwide. You know, north, south, east, and west. We have three freshmen on our team from California. You know, a lot of that. The the reason we do have 
the national reach is twofold. Number one, we have the academic reputation to do so. And number two, Coach Tinkham, uh, you know, really gets after it along with all our, our other assistant coaches. So they really get after it in terms of identifying areas to go. And we're able to find some some hidden gems from some diamonds in the rough. And I really just can't speak highly enough about our coaching staff and specifically Coach Tinkham's, you know, ability to identify talent, yes, but identify where we should be recruiting as well. Yeah, there's so much great baseball talent hidden in some of the places outside of the Sun Belt. I mean, people don't think of the Northeast as, as much as they should on that front. But baseball's unique in a way that the draft is so deep and so many players are selected that more players, it seems, at the high school and the college level have the big leagues on their mind. So when you talk with recruits about that great academic balance at Holy Cross as, as part of a larger life plan in baseball and beyond, how do you talk about how they can accomplish both their base and something beyond the sport? Yeah, absolutely. So, you know, the wonderful thing about Holy Cross is it is one of the few places in the country where you can have it all. You know, you can have it all. You can have the best of both worlds from an academic, athletic, social standpoint. You know, we, we want to make sure that guys who are recruiting understand that you can play Major League Baseball coming out of Holy Cross and you can, you know, run a company and be the CEO of a company coming out of Holy Cross. And, you know, our guys are really smart and they understand that even if they do have an opportunity to play professionally, even at the Major League level, it may not be forever. And you're going to have that Holy Cross degree to lean back on, which is worth its weight in gold. You know, what I often say to guys when they're here is, you know, a prerequisite after we've talked on, you know, touched on all of the academic stuff and how important that is, you know, a prerequisite to play in this program is a burning desire to play professional baseball. And if you don't have that burning desire, then this may not be the right fit for you, but also a prerequisite is to not allow your desire to play professional baseball to be greater than your desire to help Holy Cross baseball win championships and be a great teammate. And all of our guys understand, yes, I want to play professional baseball, but also understand that all of their opportunities and personal accolades will be a byproduct of our team's success. So that's what we ask of our guys. You know, and we lay that right out in the recruiting process. Coach, a couple of years back, we had your outstanding former pitcher, Declan Cronin, class of 2019, as a guest here on Sater Stories. Talk about a burning desire to play Major League Baseball. He was working his way up the minor league ladder at the time. And this past summer, he got to the show. He was called up by the White Sox in Chicago. What did that moment mean to you and this entire Crusader program? That was unbelievable. Uh, I have goosebumps right now just thinking about it. You know, when I got word that he was getting called up, it was just one of the most thrilling experiences of my life, to be honest with you. Not, you know, not just professionally, but personally as well, because I know how hard he's worked and what kind of a kid he is. So it was super special. And the first thing I did is I, I ran to MLB, you know, TV.com and, and got a subscription, got that annual subscription. So I would be <laughs> sure that or the monthly subscription. So I wouldn't miss any of his outings. So I was paying pretty close attention. I'd be on the recruiting trail, you know, constantly following, you know, every White Sox game, you know, and as soon as he came in, boom, I'd step away. I'd, I'd pop it up and I'd make sure I, was, I would be able to see as much of his, as many of his outings as possible. It was incredibly special. And, you know, for those that know Declan, couldn't happen to a better person, uh, a tremendous, right. tremendous advocate for our program, you know, and he, he's someone that my very first year here as, as an assistant, he was a sophomore and you could just see it right away. His attention to detail, you know, at, at least that part of it. And then he's really developed his game, a huge credit to, you know, what he's done beyond his time here at Holy Cross. Uh, just a super special kid. 
and I just couldn't be more happy for him. He's such a great ambassador for the college, but it was earned, not given. I mean, Declan was a 36th round pick, 1,070th pick overall, first Crusader major leaguer since 1977. What did he do to go the extra mile to, to turn himself into a pro? You know, one one thing that I saw where I knew if he, you know, as a sophomore, you're like, man, he's got upside. You know, we'll see. You know, he's got to increase his velos and work on his pitches. I know I'm not a, a pitching guy, but you could tell those things. When when I first knew he was special, uh, we were in the the old the old gym before they built this beautiful Luth complex, and I was hitting ground balls uh, to pitchers working on PFPs, and you know, mm-hmm. most guys just take a few ground balls, and he was so locked in on the details, asking questions, hey. You know, is it fingertips down my hand? Where do you want that placement? And the fact that he was paying such close attention to detail in those PFPs, I was like, man, this kid is special. Like, he's locked in on every detail. Uh, so I imagine, you know, he would do that on the pitching side, which he obviously did. But he just went all in. You know, he went all in. He committed to it. He got hooked up with a wonderful training facility, uh, you know, down in Charlotte. And, you know, he just went all in on it with the understanding that, yes, he has that Holy Cross degree to lean on, you know, in a sense, he's got nothing to lose, you know, so he just went all in and uh, it's not super as, as thrilling as it is. It's not super surprising that to me that he has had the opportunity to play major league baseball because I know the the person. Nothing better than seeing all those little details pay off the way it did. Let's take a break. When we return, we'll learn about Coach Kohovic's path to Holy Cross and his recent run in the dugout with the Crusaders right here on Sater Stories. At Fuel America, we've created a place for people to gather, to share their stories. We are a destination, and we are a starting point. Because Fuel America is not just our name, it's our mission. We are UMass Memorial Health, and innovation is something that defines us, that drives us to discover new ways to provide answers and hope, to provide opportunity and access and equity for everyone to redefine what medicine can do and how it can heal relentlessly. Wegmans Meals to Go makes eating well extra easy. Power up with one of our poke bowls or poke salads. They're made with all your favorite sushi ingredients and served over your choice of greens or grains. Pick from shrimp, king salmon, ahi tuna, and more. And poke is just the beginning. Our fresh-made salads, hand-rolled sushi, and other favorites can be delivered right to your door with a simple tap or click. Order on the app or visit mealstogo.com. Select stores only. Minimum $20 order for delivery. Check availability in your area. The right way to top a sub is with real red wine vinegar made from red grapes and no food coloring. And the right way to film it is in slow motion. Obviously. Because authentic ingredients make a sub above. Whether you are looking at hosting a birthday party, corporate or youth team outing, church group, or just a night out with some friends, Holy Cross Athletics has just the experience to make your event unforgettable. Holy Cross Athletics offers a number of interactive group experiences where your groups can even have the option of adding food and drinks to your experience. For more information, please call 1-844-GO-CROSS or email us at tickets at holycross.edu. Single game tickets for Holy Cross winter sports are now on sale. Join us for the celebration of healthcare heroes 
with Crusader men's hockey versus Merrimack on January 2nd and Crusader women's basketball versus Bucknell on January 3rd. Both inside the Heart Center, you can get your tickets at GoHolyCross.com slash tickets or you can call or text 1-844-GO-CROSS. I'm Kevin Gale, voice of the Crusaders, and this is Seder Stories, presented by UMass Memorial Health. I'm joined by Holy Cross baseball head coach, Ed Kohovic. Coach, you grew up in Victor, New York, not far from Rochester. How'd you first fall in love with baseball? Oh, that has to be my my parents, you know, my dad. You know, obviously, uh, for me, you know, I think a father and son playing catch in the backyard is for a lot of guys sparks it but my mom was also a huge part of it my mom was a college athlete she played both volleyball and softball so you know as much as my dad would play catch with me and throw me batting practice hit me ground balls so would my mom and I, I just love playing all sports all the time but for whatever reason baseball always has had a grip on me you know three sport athlete but again baseball was always it was always my first love my first passion since I was four or five years old and it's just been in my blood ever since. So a lot of it, I think I just attribute to, to my mom and dad and, you know, giving me an opportunity to, to play and just fell in love with it. You fall in love with the game. You're an upstate New York guy. I've got to ask, who was your major league team growing up? Yeah, I'm a, I was a Yankee fan. I was a Yankee fan growing up, you know, and it was, uh, per, you know, pretty nice, pretty nice run as a, as, as you can imagine as a, <laughs> uh, you know, 10 year old when they went and won the, their first one there in 96 during their dynasty, you know, so I had a pretty good run from 10 to 15, 16 years old. What a time to be a fan of a, a, a team and organization. Pretty special for me in my childhood to be a Yankee fan. And you played shortstop at the university of Rochester. So safe to say you were looking up to, uh, the Yankee captain, Derek Jeter. Definitely. Yeah. My first guy was Don Mattingly, you know, my mm, first introduction, I started liking the Yankees just before they kind of, you know, hit their stride um, back in, you know, 92, 93 is the first time I really remember locking in, but you know, Derek Jeter was definitely a, a role model of mine as a kid. So you earn all Liberty league honors in D three at Rochester. When you talk with recruits and current players, about your favorite times as a player and, and your experiences as a college athlete, what really comes to mind first? So my experiences, you know, I, what comes to mind first for me is the relationship I had with my teammates, the relationship I had with my coaching staff and the way that it's shaped me to be the, the man that I am today. Um, and those are all things I think that come to you with hindsight and experience. Um, and then secondarily is just, you know, the examples of, of, you know, the competition piece, the competition piece. I don't talk, to be honest with you, I don't talk about it much with our guys. You know, we talk, we kind of keep our, you know, focus on things here and moving forward and looking through the window moving forward. But, you know, those are things, my, some of my fondest memories, some of my best friends, you know, all that stuff that you always hear about. But it was my time at the University of Rochester was extremely special, extremely close with Joe Rena, who's still the head coach there. You know, and so again, my teammates are some of my, my best friends and my cousin who I played one state championships with in, in high school. He also, you know, we played together and roomed together at the University of Rochester as well. So it was a really special, really eight years for me because I was there for four as a player and four as a coach. But you you took an interesting step in between after graduating in 08. You didn't go straight into coaching. You actually played professionally in Germany, what was the appetite for baseball like in Germany back in 08? Yeah, so I had an opportunity to play and coach over there. It was it was awesome. It, what what an experience. I don't know if this is correct, but I remember when I was there, one of our my teammates told me that 
Germany uh, baseball was ranked the 47th most popular sport in Germany. So <laughs> I'm not sure if that was truly quantified or not, but that's what he told me. And uh, the appetite for baseball for those who were were in the game was as fierce as it is here. Um, it was pretty awesome to see. You know, it was pretty awesome to see guys who didn't grow up with quote unquote the American pastime, but still fell in love with the game nonetheless. You know, they're doing anything they can with minimal resources, playing on converted soccer fields. It was a, a unique experience that, you know, I, I'll, I'll forever cherish because it was a pretty special five five months or so that I spent over there for the, the season. That's so cool. And and learning to do less with more, I'm assuming, is a very valuable skill when you're starting out as a baseball coach at the D3 level. You get your first head coaching job at Bard in 2013, same league you played in. When you look back at your earliest days as a coach, what would you go back and tell yourself now with all this experience over the last 10 years? Good question, Kevin. Uh, well, I'll tell you what, is a the head coach at Bard was it was a unique situation because we were starting the program from scratch. It had been dormant for over 70 years. So there were, as you can imagine, there were a lot of it was a lot of work. You know, we did not have a field the first two years. Thought we were gonna have a, a field year one and it took year three to get it. So if I could go back, I would just tell that guy, keep working your tail off. Everything's gonna be all right. You know, maybe at times take a chill pill a little bit because um, you know, it, it was for me, you know, it, regardless of level when I'm coaching, man, it's, it's, you know, it's my New York Yankees, you know, and I treat it as such. So, um, I probably would have just tell myself, stay the course, everything will work out, focus on the process, keep, you know, just bring in really continue recruiting really great kids and, you know, positive things will happen. So, you know, what's, what's kind of neat is when I first started coaching as an assistant, I got into this thing because I love the sport of baseball and the, the more and more a minute. While that passion has never wavered, you know, every single day, my passion for just coaching and, and being with these guys, you know, has grown along with it. So it's pretty cool where I got into it because of the sport. And then all of a sudden, you know, that kind of balance starts to tip in the other other direction in a real positive way. You know, that's really interesting to hear you say that, Coach, because we do see some coaches kind of bounce between the pro and the college ranks. Do you find that you love the process and the involvement in all the people that are involved at Holy Cross differently than, let's say, the more specifics of the game you might have to focus on if you're coaching in the pros? No question. I love the, you know, I have a lot of friends, as you've probably noticed. I mean, it seems like in the last four or five years, uh, professional baseball has you know, really tried to attract college coaches. Everyone I've talked to has gone to to professional baseball says it's the reason they like it for them is because it's just baseball. It's just baseball. Right. You know, you don't have to worry about the exams or, you know, the kid's personal life, yada, yada. And I, I'm like, man, that's just not a good fit for me personally because I love the holistic approach to developing people. And baseball really is an avenue to teach life lessons. Um, so, you know, I love the holistic approach to the college game here at Holy Cross specifically. It's on another level because this place is familial and environment as you could possibly imagine. The, the resources and support here and the people are second to none. And it just is, is awesome, you know, coming to work every day with our student athletes, with our administration, with our support staff, with people on the academic and support side. Uh, so I just... I'm absolutely in love with the process of the four-year relationship and beyond. 
and uh, you know, really the holistic approach to to the student athlete experience. So, uh, Holy Cross, you know, does that is a ten out of ten when it comes to that type of stuff. That's so great to hear. It, it's clear that you love this place and these people, but it wasn't easy right off the bat when when you were named head coach. You first arrived in 2017 as an assistant. You get the job in January of 2020. Then the pandemic. What were the emotions like for you beginning this journey as a D1 head coach and then having to balance so many surprises and challenges right out of the gate? I, my dream was always to be, and when I started, I, I wanted to be a Division One head coach. And, you know, I, I'm just absolutely blessed to have that opportunity. Certainly not the way I envisioned uh, the first year of my head coach, year and a half, two years, really, of my, you know, Division One head coaching experience taking off. But you, you do what you can with it. You improvise, you adapt, you overcome. It's the same thing we ask of our student athletes. So while thrilled for the opportunity and really, really excited, you know, also like everybody having to navigate what that world looked like. And it started first and foremost, you know, really with the COVID recruiting is identifying how we can, we can get with all the travel restrictions, how can we find really good players virtually video and how can we get them to visit campus on their own without the ability to meet with them on campus. So it was really just figuring out all the logistics of what that looks like. And and I wanted to make sure my first recruiting class wasn't going to be a, a swing and a miss, you know, because of COVID. So those guys are now juniors and it's turned out to be a really nice class with, with really good players and tremendous people. And for the circumstances that we were thrown in, I couldn't be happier with the way that class actually ended up shaping out. Uh, so long story short, thrilling, excited, uh, but also, <laughs> you know, had some, some hurdles to overcome the first 24 months there. You know, we, we've talked a lot about your current Crusaders, Crusaders of the future. It's also the season of giving, Coach, and the Crusader Athletic Fund is always so appreciative of year-end gifts to support all Crusader athletics. For your program specifically, what means the most in terms of engaging with Crusader alums and former players? You know, that that's one thing that I have to really tip my cat to, to our athletic director, Kit Hughes. You know, with his arrival, the you know, connecting and, and with alum and engagement with supporters of our program has been a priority. And it has just been awesome. It has just been awesome. I, I just love getting to know crusaders of past years, uh, baseball players or otherwise, and getting to know their story and what they're doing now and, you know, connecting with them in a meaningful way and connecting them with our players through our 90 wide uh, mentorship program. So, you know, it's been really awesome getting to know guys who, who I never, you know, otherwise would, would not have known. So that's something that has been extremely valuable to me. And I, and I know our guys get a lot out of it, you know, connected with them and those who support our program. It's really important because, you know, it, it primarily funds a lot of these early season trips that are necessary for us to take so that we can compete and come back as prepared as possible for Patriot League play. So Certainly a tip of the cap to to Kit Hughes um, for making that an initiative. And it's something that I'm grateful that he's done because it's probably something that I was, you know, just out of time allocation, 80% in on, and now I'm 100% in on, and it's made all the difference in terms of just the relationship development and getting to know people. Let's take one last break. When we return, we'll talk with Coach Kohovic about one of those long, long preseason trips building up to the 2024 Patriot League baseball season right here on Seder Stories. We are UMass Memorial Health. 
And innovation is something that defines us, that drives us to discover new ways to provide answers and hope, to provide opportunity and access and equity for everyone, to redefine what medicine can do and how it can heal relentlessly. Wegmans Meals to Go makes eating well extra easy. Power up with one of our poke bowls or poke salads. They're made with all your favorite sushi ingredients and served over your choice of greens or grains. Pick from shrimp, king salmon, ahi tuna, and more. And poke is just the beginning. Our fresh-made salads, hand-rolled sushi, and other favorites can be delivered right to your door with a simple tap or click. Order on the app or visit Mealstogo.com. Select stores only. Minimum $20 order for delivery. Check availability in your area. The right way to top a sub is with real red wine vinegar made from red grapes and no food coloring. And the right way to film it is in slow motion. Obviously. Because authentic ingredients make a sub above. We are UMass Memorial Health, and innovation is something that defines us, that drives us to discover new ways to provide answers and hope, to provide opportunity and access and equity for everyone, to redefine what medicine can do and how it can heal relentlessly. Getting that perfect slice is satisfying, fulfilling, and rewarding too. But we don't do it for fun. We do it for fresh. Slice to order makes a sub above. It's the season of giving with the new year fast approaching. You can provide transformative experiences for Holy Cross student athletes by giving a year-end gift to the Crusader Athletic Fund. For more details, visit GoHolyCross.com slash C-A-F. Welcome back to Seder Stories, the official podcast of Holy Cross Athletics presented by UMass Memorial Health. I'm Kevin Gale, voice of the Crusaders, joined again by Holy Cross baseball head coach, Ed Kohovic. Coach, your team will play 51 games this year, 25 of them in the Patriot League. It all starts February 16th at William & Mary. You've got a trip to Kansas State, always a great program in the Big 12. But best of all, I don't know how you did it, but you booked a preseason trip to Hawaii the first week of March. I think it's safe to say, Coach, every coach at the college will be jealous of that. How'd you put that together? Yeah, so for that trip, you know, we're always looking to schedule as competitively as possible and as affordably as possible. They offered us, you know, obviously they are always hosting pretty early in the season. You know, there's a, a message board that, you know, an online platform where coaches put out and I saw that they were looking for games. I reached out to, you know, just to, and the off chance that it was a big number that could offer us from a guarantee standpoint to make it work financially. And it turned out that to, you know, what they offered, it actually will be just as affordable, if not more affordable than if we were busing to the Carolinas for nothing. So I was like, what a really cool opportunity for our student athletes to go to a place that they maybe have never been before. Or maybe will never go again an opportunity to visit Pearl Harbor as a team, you know, which I've never been, which from what I understand is a pretty, pretty incredible experience. So um, it just checked a lot of boxes in terms of, you know, we want to provide the absolute best possible experience for our student athletes. And, you know, it's just, a, a, you know, going to be a reminder, you know, as we move forward, that it's not a vacation, it's still a business trip, no different than if we're playing, 
in the middle of nowhere in the deep South. And we got to focus on winning baseball games. And I've, again, it's, it's supposed to be a pretty, pretty incredible, you know, SEC type environment out there um, in that stadium. So I'm really excited. Their coach has been great. You know, we're fired up, you know, to get out there, of course, but you know, first and foremost, focus on, on William and Mary, but yeah, that Hawaii trip's been a lot, you know, on a lot of people's minds. So uh, it's going to be exciting. Yeah, definitely an experience. None of your players are ever going to forget coach. Let's look ahead at the games. You've got the 2023 Patriot league rookie of the year back in your outfield this season. Jack Toomey led all freshmen in homers across the league last year. What can we expect from this outfielder as an encore? Yeah, I mean, hopefully Jack can can keep it going. You know, it's something where, you know, he's just going to continue to focus on the process. He's put in really good work with, in the cages all fall with our hitting coaches, Mitchell Holmes and Michael Slattery. You know, so hopefully we can just keep it rocking and rolling. You know, Jack's pretty focused on the process. So, you know, that's just what we're going to continue asking him to do. And same thing with the understanding that the results and individual accolades and opportunities to play at the next level be a byproduct of our team success. So just continue staying focused, you know, and, and being present in the moment. So, you know, we expect another, you know, great year out of him. And, uh, you know, he's, he's an exciting player and a tremendous kid, a tremendous student. And, uh, you know, he's just the best. He does a great job in, in all facets, in all facets. So he's the best. And he's fun to watch. And Sean Scanlon, who's back this season, Pitching, playing first base. He's already been named All-League twice in his career. What impresses you most about making that balancing act work in Division One? Yeah, it's really difficult to do. It's really difficult to do, you know, especially early on. And Sean's been doing it since since day one. You know, the reason I say it's difficult to do, because especially your first couple of years, you know, you're really getting acclimated to the college game, the speed of it. And it's really hard to be great at both. Oftentimes you see guys kind of, doing one at the expense of the other. And and for us, you know, it takes for Sean, it takes him putting a lot of extra work in on his own on both sides of it to make sure he's not falling behind compared to the rest of the pitchers that he's not falling behind compared to the rest of the hitters uh, and or first baseman, you know, it's been a, a touch easier for Sean because he's been a DH, but Sean, you know, and not ha has played some first base, but not an every has not been an everyday guy there. Now, Sean, you know, has really improved his speed, his athleticism. Uh, he's transformed his body. Uh, he's in the best shape of his life. So, you know, he's going to be competing for even more innings at first base defensively, which creates, you know, an even more challenge to make sure he's up to speed. But I can assure you this, if anyone's up for the task and challenge and can do it, it's Sean, you know, so we expect him to be in our conference rotation when he's not, when he's pitching or not pitching a DH and or first base. So, you know, he just does a really good job staying locked in on on this what we're doing at practice but then understanding if he missed out on one or the other practice he has to either get it in on his own time before or after and he does a great job doing that you guys were busy on the base pads last year led the league in stolen bases and walks how do you feel that reflects the offensive identity of your team yeah that's something that our guys work on a lot you know coach Holmes and coach Slattery preach that constantly you know being selective having great plate discipline, having really strong swing decisions, you know, that all plays into it, our offensive identity for sure. And when we get our pitches, you know, we're going to attack it. And I think that every year since I've been here, we get a little bit more and more, we have a little more thump in the lineup every single year, it seems. So we're getting, getting there in terms of, you know, when we get our pitch, not just hitting a single, but, you know, smoking a double in the gap or hitting a home run. So it's really, 
the foundation of our approach and offensive identity is pitch selection, swing decisions. And then once we're on the bases, we got some guys that can really run, you know, cut them loose. And, and I think we'll see even more of that this year with the speed that we have. And uh, guys have will have a little bit more autonomy of when they can run because they have a little more experience understanding counts to go in, situations to go in. Uh, so I'm, I'm really excited to kind of green light some guys this season. That's fun. That'll be really, really cool. And you got to score some runs in this league if you want to knock Army West Point off the pedestal. I mean, they led the league again last year and all the power hitting stats on their way to a fourth straight Patriot League title. When you look around the league this year, coach, what kind of a scouting report do you have about the level of competition and and what it's going to take to stop this Black Knights dynasty? Yeah, it's going to be really good this year. The leagues, I think, I think the league will definitely be more competitive than last year. I think every team is upgraded. So as have we, you know, so it's really exciting. You know, Navy has a new coach there. They brought in from Florida State who's going to do a good job, you know, getting them ready to play. You know, Lafayette, Coach Miller's his second year. Lehigh's always very, very strong. But Nell was very, very good last year and expect them to be again. And then, of course, you have Army. Um, you know, they're a team who – just reloads year after year. You know, for us, we, we were really close last year. We beat them one game, lost another by a run. And I do believe that we've upgraded our, our program this year. So, you know, it's just a matter of staying focused, you know, playing our game. And that's something we talk about is we play a faceless opponent every time we're in that dugout. It doesn't matter if it's LSU, if it's Army, or if it's, you know, whatever other school. We're, we're just playing our game and our brand of baseball. You know, the scouting report, of course, that's a part of it. That's, of course, a part of it, understanding what guys do. But I promise you this, our guys won't be phased by the fact that they are Army or the fact that they're, you know, five-time consecutive Patriot League champs. We'll be ready to compete. You know, our, our guys are hungry, and I just try to tell them, hey, I know you're hungry. I know we're, we're hunting Army. But at the same time, it, regardless of who we're playing, come out with the same same vigor and intensity every single day. Coach, this has been great. We can hear your passion and love for this program. Before we let you go, we always wrap up our coaching profiles with a set of rapid fire questions. I got a little intel on some of your interests. So just okay. give us the first thing that comes to mind. So, so here we go. Favorite baseball player of all time? Don Mattingly. Best Holy Cross baseball uniform combo? Uh. Black tops, white bottoms. Favorite game day superstition? Don't have any. Just prepare. <laughs> Seeds or gum? Gum. Field of dreams or major league? Oh, field of dreams. I know you're a big Bruce guy, so I've got to ask. Favorite Bruce Springsteen album? Oh, my goodness. Oh, uh... All of them, darkness on the edge of town. It's, it's, it's a, it rotates. I have to say, right now, darkness <laughs> on the edge of town. How many Bruce shows have you been to in person? Somewhere between twenty-eight and thirty-two. Let's say thirty. I don't know the exact number. I have to go back. Thirty, right around thirty. Wow. Where, where was the best show that you saw? Uh, Giant Stadium. I saw him twice in the same week. Uh, 2016 Wrecking Ball Tour. Played for over four hours. It was the longest show in North American history, only to be <laughs> followed two days later by the longest show in North American history. 
I heard a podcast recently. Paul McCartney said Bruce ruined it for everybody else. Now they all feel like they have to play three plus hours because because he always delivers. Uh, Every concert I go to that's under three hours, I'm like, what did I pay for? What is this? (laughs) If you weren't a coach, what would be your job other than a a Bruce roadie? Oh, oh, man. Uh, I'd probably uh, I'd be coaching a different sport, but if I wasn't coaching at all, uh, I have no idea. I went, into, I went into this thing, uh, with no plan B, you know, that was one of my goals is no plan B. I think a lot of coaches get out of it because they have a plan B. So I said, I'm, I'm all in, I might make minimal, minimal money for my entire career, but this is it for me. There is no plan B. So I, I would, I'd coach no matter what, regardless, I'd be an eighth grade basketball coach or something. I would always coach no matter what. That's a great answer, Coach. You're the first one to say there was no plan B. I'm, I'm impressed there. And, and last but not least, perfect segue, what's the best part of your job every day? Being with our guys, no question. Having the opportunity to, to be with our guys and our coaching staff. Um, you know, there, there are no bad days, you know, with our guys. That's the best part about it. And there's, there's times when you're coaching them up and things like that. But just being around our guys, um, you know, without a shadow of a doubt that's one one best thing about about the gig ed kohovic thank you so much for doing this really fun to catch up with you happy holidays have fun in hawaii and we'll see you back on the diamond in just a couple months thanks kevin sounds great i really appreciate it anytime and my thanks to everyone for tuning in to Seder stories tell your friends spread the word Seder nation anyone can subscribe on soundcloud apple Podcasts, and spotify And if you love hearing from Coach Kovic, please leave us a five-star rating and review. It's the best way for fellow Crusaders to find our shows. Thanks again for tuning in. Happy holidays. I'm Kevin Gale. Go Crossco. Go.